This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you're not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know it, I know. What is poppin' everybody? And welcome back to another special episode of the Only Friends Podcast. Well, you know, it's me and my only friends. And it's just me and my sidekick and El Guapo and Landon. There's no Tortua. His parents are in town a lot. They are. You think they're really here? I think it's time for them to just move here. I mean, that would be great. No, they're here. They're here. They're like cutting it up at the Tuscany. What the hell is the Tuscany? I don't know, man. They just love that shit. Like, there's a certain tour that they go on when they come here. (laughs) They go to like these places where these these like jam bands play. I can't remember the name of the the band that they follow. They fucking love it, and they play like the daily at the South Point. It's it's the full Vegas experience. Like Lamanna's parents. They're here to they're here to fuck around and find out. Marley this, won the South Point. She did. <laughs> Shout out to Marley. This is Chico, correct? Is that Chico and Mary. Okay. They 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 love it yeah. out here. They absolutely. I love that for them. They want to move out here. They also want grandbabies, but Tortoise isn't giving that to them. Wow. These moves. This is what happens when you slow. don't show up. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else gets trashed. We just start talking about Lamanna's uh, lack of lack of, of yeah. children. Well, he would say that he's a dog dad. So he is a dog dad. He he does have a couple dogs. I'm gonna defend. I'm him a former cat dad. Slightly. Wow. It's our next to last day, Chauncey. Are you gonna miss me? Yes. Yes. Somebody. We need to get a new cat. <clears throat> we need to we need to crowdsource the uh, the Chauncey me. Like wow! Look at him. The the me and Chauncey uh, highlight reel. My heart will go on. Yeah, to play <laughs> play us out tomorrow. <laughs> he gonna miss me. Oh. He's being extra lovey today too. It's like he knows he's gone. When's his last day? Uh, sometime next week, I think. You're here. Please don't. <laughs> We're gonna get demonetized. As my heart. Well, that's it, guys. Yep, that's it. This this is what Chauncey's leaving. Summer's over. Well, I mean, summer's not over, but Mm -hmm. summer camp. Summer camp is over. It's all over. The world says, "Stop it!" (laughs) (laughs) You weren't alive when the song came out. I've never even seen the movie. That's embarrassing. You need a girlfriend so bad. You've never seen Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. You don't talk about people in movies around here. Listen, Titanic is a movie that you watch with a girl. So therefore, I am much more able to talk about this than Landon. You need a girlfriend. Uh, accepting applications. <laughs> <laughs> the six and a half percent are because of these shorts, We're by the way. Willing to watch Titanic. I'm, <laughs> I'm not willing, but I would. But, you got you to gotta bend a little, man. You got to give a little to these girls. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the shorts are for. They need the experience. Nobody wants the fucking Milky Way. There's six legs, and man. a half percent female audience compared to the three percent average because of my shorts. It's literally because of Chauncey. It's going to drop to one the second the cat leaves. It's true. We need a new one then. He's so happy. Bring, but there's never going to be a cat like Chauncey. Like we can Chauncey, find, right. he's we can find another orange cat. He's the perfect Pod combination. Of, he, he's a sour patch kid. He's the perfect combination of sour and sweet. Yeah, we're the, we need a new pod cat. Look at him. He's just happy as can be. He's going to be biting me in three seconds. He scratched me. He bite me. He make me lose my sighting. It's the what orange the cat. What the fuck is wrong? I made a song today? for him. I don't, we can't do podcasts after dark with Landon, man. He's like I'm sleepy. Tourette's boys, <laughs> wild. No, I know what I'm saying. 
<laughs> I know every word that's coming out of my I'm, mouth I'm right now. I'm less convinced. I'm less convinced. All right, give me give me a summer breakdown. What what uh? Did you win? I had a good summer. Okay, so then we'll, I won. We'll end with me. How did you guys do? Did okay. Uh, I think I broke even in tournaments. Did okay with like peace buying and swaps. And okay, cash. with peace buying. Okay. Just okay. Does Airball Rick count for the summer? Uh, for you, we'll count it. Then yeah, I actually still have to get paid for that side bet. Well, wait. Oh, oh, from Danny. Yeah. From My God, I can't, you were stealing it one to one, man. Yeah, I just what? said no. There's no lines out. You guys want him? I want Matt. Let's just do face. He's like, yeah. okay. It's a shame you only got 5k down. I got seven and a half. Mm. We'll take it. I uh, look, man. This went from me losing nine bigs per hundred to me getting face. I want a really nice ego bet today. Ego bet. Love. A very it. big ego bet. Love uh, a good ego bet. There's there's a regular game. Old Royski. Shout out to Roy. He he's the here here's the only thing you need to know about Roy. His friend and or cousin, I can't remember, he told me the story, but uh the first time I played with him was the I believe the COVID winter uh of WSOP. And it was the year that they got rid of the phone charger people in the hallways. Mm. And I'm playing with him and he's sitting to my, my first right. Series. And uh he's like a very talkative, like just never stopped. This fucking Berkey calls every fucking bet on the river. Just never stops, right? So uh, I had gotten a text from somebody saying that they weren't allowing the phone charging people to sell in the hallways anymore uh, at the Rio. And I go, yeah, great no. news, guys. Like, the phone charging people uh, aren't allowed to, to sell the Rio. He goes, no, 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 fuck that. B bullshit, bullshit. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, I know for a fact they're allowed. I go, okay, well, I know for a fact that they aren't. And, like, we got around to almost making a bet uh, where I wanted to, like, you know, bet 5k or so. I think Daniel told me, like somebody reputable where I knew they weren't going to be selling. And he goes, I know for a fact that they're selling. It's my cousin who sells them. <laughs> yeah, That's all you need to know about Roy. Okay. So Roy is the worst winner I've ever played with in my entire life. A gracious loser, which is actually so much worse in my opinion. Like I would so much rather play with a bad loser because they're suffering through the pain of losing and then being a bad loser you can kind of make fun of yeah, the whole yeah you just get to double down on yeah, it right it's like grumpy 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 right guy. but like when he's a good loser you can't really you can't really needle him because he doesn't care he's a good loser yeah he's like oh, nice hand you but got he's me. the worst winner and you're the one losing now getting the needles from him when he's winning and it's absolutely it's un, it's insufferable man. oh like if he beat you in a pot you're just like couldn't lay it down burke all he does is all he does is have top of range on the river and bets like half pot with ace king on a king high board and you call him with king queen because what the fuck else are you supposed to do? And he says, "Fuck, fucking Berkey! I knew he would call. He always calls. He never has a fold." Yeah. And it's just so obnoxious. So anyway, he's stuck. Finally, finally, we get him stuck. Is he's, he gracious loser or angry loser? He's a, he's a good loser, but but you know, it, it's only a couple hours into the session. He's buried. He's down like fifty. Lock the doors lock the doors and i start talking shit because i'm not just gonna let him be a quiet loser and be an obnoxious winner that's not how this flies no so i start talking shit and he goes i'm gonna get fucking unstuck today you bet you bet me and i go 5k and he goes five thousand dollars that i get unstuck i go yeah he goes booked 
<laughs> Do I get five percent of this back? No. Oh yeah, yeah. I put it in the totals. Oh, nice. Uh, so, so <laughs> he's <laughs> so love he, a good ego bet. He spots me fifty k. I'm immediately on his left, and I get just like face five k that he's not going to book a win. He oh, so he stuck fifty, and you just bet five k that he's not going to make money. So, back so he to was zero. in for seventy five. He had to get over seventy five k. Let me just tell you, when I left, he was in for one sixty and had about crumbs in front. Of him. <laughs> so he paid me. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sick. But what happens if you get a text? I will say I ran I ran a little bit good. Uh first of all, I gave up on a pot that I shouldn't have necessarily. He took this stupid line where uh I three bet him with ace four of diamonds and it came king eight five rainbow one diamond. I see bet he called. Turn is the deuce of diamonds. He checks. I bet pot and a half. He calls. And the river's another deuce. And he just leads for third pot. And I just, I'm positive I have the best hand, but like, or let me, let me rephrase. I'm positive he's bluffing. Okay. I'm not positive <laughs> I have the best hand hmm. because like the five is a non-diamond. I'm trying to figure out like what types of hands call turn mm -hmm. uh, that like are mandatory calls in this spot. And it's like, okay, obviously King X, but he's not doing this with King X. So what's left? It's like five X of diamonds type of hands. And I block, you know, the combo draws because I have the four of diamonds. Yeah. So I'm just like. I think and I think and I think and I look and I'm like, well, if I call and I'm wrong, he's only down 10k. <laughs> but if I fold, he's still down 20. He's still down like 22k, and that's enough. So I give up on the pot, and he shows six four hearts for a turn double gutter, that's no nice. diamond, <laughs> and he's just losing it. Like oh, I fucking knew you had a side here. The word tells everybody the hand history. So it's like, I probably could have won 30K today, but instead I lost eight. <laughs> uh, I don't love this. For me. Well, I mean, it's, it's a really, <laughs> whatever. But then I got I thought you were trying not to get skill tax. You're going to find a way to like bluff or something. I thought wanna... about jamming too, but I was like, if I jam, he's going to be, if I jam and I'm wrong, he's going to be up 40K and then I'm going to torch an extra five on top of this shove. Sometimes you're going to play to win. I know, I know. Um, but I did get a little bit lucky. So first he gets it like four hands later, he gets it all in <laughs> in a three up pot with ace queen on King Jack 10, four, two diamonds and gets it in against a, a recreational who's in town with ace five of diamonds. Like, <laughs> so it's combo draw. No, gutter, I mean, gutter, gutter, gutter chop, chop draw. Yeah. Uh, diamond, <laughs> diamond right on the second run out, chop it. He gets, he wins 200 bucks in the pot. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh thank you. And then three ends later, I three bet him with Jack 10 of clubs. Oaken, smoking Oaken, fucking out of the blue, cold fours. He five bets. I disgustingly fold. Oaken calls. King, queen, nine, two diamonds. I'm um, sick. Wait, yeah. you folded jack 10 to a five? Uh, yeah, man. He was in the middle of the sandwich. And it's 15,000 to me. I mean, what do you fuck these guys. You know, you got jack 10 suited. He only had 65K in front of him. Oh, they suck. I fold. Oaken calls, of course. <laughs> King, queen, nine, two diamonds and a spade. That's a good oaken board. It's a good oaken board. It's a good mean board. Check, bet, call. Turn is like the four of spades. Check, bet, jam. Oaken snaps. <laughs> yes. And Roy goes, if you have queens, I'm dead. And Oaken doesn't say anything. The first round out's a spade. And he goes, I think that's me. And the second round out pairs the board nine. He goes, that might be you. And Roy turns over ace king. <laughs> no, you know, just one pair. And Oki goes, that, Oh, that's me. Yeah. And rolls over Jack Ten of Spades. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, Yes! <laughs> we win. So wow, that, that so Oaken, 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 you put the five in with the Jack Ten of Spades? Bro, this so is Oaken had the Jack <laughs> This is just another fucking Tuesday, man. <laughs>
He can't believe he's on a half million down swing. And you're not playing again tomorrow? No, we're done for the summer. What does that mean? I mean, we'll take a couple weeks off and then we'll cut the stakes back to 1-1. One, one. We is the group? Yes. What was the stakes? Today was 1-2. We were playing 1-2-4 a little bit last week. I, went on, I, I ended the summer on a 400k downswing, so... Uh, I posted my results. I didn't. I didn't put up totals. I, I had a good. I had a good summer. Not a great summer. I had a great summer leading into this fast. Yeah, you should have fucking taken a week off or some shit. Take a day off, mate. <laughs> Take a day off, mate. Got to play like three or four sessions of two hundred, four hundred. That did not go well. Hate that for me. I lost like three hundred k over those three or four sessions. Hate that for you. God, listen to the way <laughs> think about his piece every time you say something. It's so annoying, man. I, I had such a great biggest, summer. Every number you say, he's like, fuck, I lost 3,500. I had my two biggest losses of, this, of the year, including the airball match, both in the last 10 days. <laughs> man, Oof. I fucking, yeah. Summer was really good where you paid for my car and then I, you still owed me money and now I owe you money. You owe me a like lot it. of money. I don't like it. I mean, you borrowed a lot of money, so like you're giving that back at at full value, not five percent. So that that's a big chunk of it. Yeah, sure. You know when you're could just like not lost four hundred k. Yeah, <laughs> that's that part's true too. But we we need to talk about this. I can't be your bank moving forward. Wow, this is we've been over this for. Landon, you know, Corey, you got to shut this out now. Corey, you don't Corey, let him do this. Corey just shoots me a text today whenever I ask. I don't him, remember what happened with that. Honestly. I asked him about rent, and he just goes, "Uh, you know, your son." peeled 3k in cash off of me that said he said you would pay him back <laughs> i don't remember the so entire just details take, of just this take it off the rent i'm like how am i just the debt man all of a sudden like what's going on here but the kid never has a single cent in cash he has like digital and like theoretical bucks yeah like, got a lot of ious yeah he'll just be like ah oh, you can just have a piece of me and all this stuff moving i don't want a piece <laughs> man i want my cash back i want my money now no, you'll get your money. Every day it. during the summer. Do you have 10K on you? Do you, do you it wasn't do you, every day. It was during, do you have 10K cash? It was during the times I didn't want to play poker, and then you made me play. Do you have 10K cash? Do you have it was 10K during cash? the win 10K. He has seven backers. They're all in town, and every day, Relax. do you have 10K cash? Their money, their money is separate. Landon to closer. Yeah, to closer. Yeah, <laughs> based. You got 40, 50K. I can give you back in seven installments. He the thing is, like, he, he's so much sharper than the closer. He doesn't even offer me anything in return. <laughs> he, like, holds me hostage. He's just like, hey, I'm illiquid. Make me whole. <laughs> like, what's going nah, on here? It's been a good summer. <laughs> it has been a very good summer. I, I had a good time. I'm exhausted. You know life is good when you have money to loan. That, that part's true. I, yeah. I'm in a very good position to I mean, we had a conversation in January about where is my money. And now it's like, oh, look. Look at that. Well, it was in a lot of things that were hard to get rid of. Yeah. Well, uh, it's funny. I feel like you said this multiple times It's like in the last six months. Like It's going to happen again. I, I'm going to fire in assets again like in the next three months, I'm sure. Yeah. And then December is going to roll around and it's going to be a chilly winter. And I'm going to go, fuck. <laughs> no, no, I no, no, no. these assets. No, we're going to win something. We're going to win something. Just. Believe. Believe in the tournament structure where most of the time you play, you lose. And then when you win, you mostly get like a little bit of money back. And if you like do good but not great, you'll get some money. And you hope it makes up for your losses. This was your inspiring tweet of the day today? I thought, I thought it was a great tweet, honestly. <laughs> I'm Wait, sure what? you did. It did, um, it did numbers. Yeah, I, know it's a good tweet. Numbers. I know it's a good tweet when it did numbers. Best time of the numbers. year. WSOP summer. Good luck, grinders. 1K turbo to save your summer. That's why Conrad's still here. That is why Conrad's here. Shout out to the 1K Bricks. How did your summer go, Connie? Uh, yeah. It's another 
We got an L in the books. How many, how many events did you play? 65 bullets. 65 bullets. Uh, honestly. Um, That's a light summer for you. It's probably like 60 because there was a couple online things. That's there. a light summer for you. Um, That's yeah, light work, man. Dude, 49 days, 65 entries. That's nothing. It's already the, the tweeted numbers. I think I lost like 44 playing two 10Ks, a couple 5Ks. Okay. It didn't go well. Okay. I mean, you know, average buy-in of... Uh, if you take the 10Ks out, you lose 24. That's not too bad for an average buy-in of like, what, 1,800 probably? Oh, yeah. Or something uh, I can there. get you money yeah. back from Swaps. <laughs> I owe you money. Swaps FC. Swaps are great, man. Atlanta's just going to open a fucking LLC. Shout just out. <laughs> Swaps FC. Swap FC. It's Swap FC LLC. Yeah. Steven Song got... I swapped five with him in the BetMGM. He got fourth for like 190. Johan did well in the mystery bounty. He had 10. Ben final tabled the win. Uh, 1,600 for like 100. And then Nick did well in the 3.5K at the sure. win. It's been a good summer for my friends. I thought I had a really good MTT summer. You almost did. Well... It's, I cashed like half the events that I played. I went deep in three. I bubbled two final tables. And my ROI was like 15%. Well, yeah. I mean, yep. you know, I played like 100K worth of buy-ins. I think I cashed for like 135, yeah, counting online. This is what I'm telling you about it's, tournaments. I don't know how people do this for... I mean, unless you're bin-win... What are ben we doing Wang. out here? Ben Wang. He's out here Wang. getting Ws. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's so funny hearing like uh, anecdotes of Ben Wang just like playing the 5K. He got in uh, He got in 10s versus aces. It was Efro. Somebody folded yeah. a 10. He did it to Efro. It was fucking uh, Son of a bitch. He got Efro. He fucking got Efro. Uh, Efro tweeted, I got in aces versus Ben Wang's 10s, so I'm re-entering the 5K. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Darren folded a 10, too. Darren folded of course he did. off. Uh, of course he did. There's another hand where like, Ben Wang got in fours versus aces and spiked a four and looks at the guy and just goes, sorry, man, I run way too good. All right. So there was this tweet put out yesterday. It says, is there a point where we just have to accept that Bin Wang is, must be cheating? How many tourneys does he need to win before it starts becoming the most likely outcome? Listen. Listen, some of these hand receivers just make no sense. To be clear, I don't think he's cheating. Just wondering what the line is. Listen. It's like, at what point do you go from zero to one? We, 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 we don't get to throw around these allegations. There's been way too much fucking shit happening in the community over the last year, year and a half. It's yeah. a funny joke. Yeah, it's it would a funny be. Joke. It would be a funny joke, but what we is this? What is this guy doing? We're playing we all with, play with him. Right. We're playing with fire. We are playing with fire. He's, he, we see what he does. He's a goddamn gangster. And he, he's running. Yeah, good. I gotta get some Ben Wang swaps. Wow, <laughs> that is, that's the fucking. That's, that's the, the one. I don't know if that means he'd win more, or if you would just bring his son run to an end. I think he would win more. Mm, maybe. I'm good Possible. at my. I'm. I'm at an age where. <laughs> Here we I can't go. wait to hear this. Yeah, go on. You're not allowed that. to win until you're like 25. Mm -hmm. So I'm almost there. So you have to get new good favors now. Right, right. I see. You see? I see. Yeah, it makes sense. You can't. You can't have it all early. Right. You know, you get one. Okay. It's fair. Hey, hey God bless. Man, uh, tournament. Honestly, though, the more you play tournaments, the more you realize how great cash games are. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah, there's a lot of pain. I mean, there's a lot of pain involved in cash too. I, I was thinking Kinda, about it today. If you see, like, infinite game and cash versus infinite game in tournaments are two different things. Oh, yeah, it's not even close. But, like, it's really, I mean, it's tough to zoom out in cash because unless you're, like, you know, a 5'10", 10, 10, 20 grounder who's going to put in 300 sessions a year, you don't really get to, 
to reach the long term over the course of like a year span. You don't unless you're playing online. Right. So like a good example of this is uh, over the last 10 days during this pretty big downswing that I'm going on, I've had aces or kings get cracked something like a dozen times. And those are really hard hands to lose with. They're very hard hands to lose with, especially when a lot of money goes in. Right, like three, three, three four-bet pots. Like, These are difficult hands to, to not win with. SPRs are like one and a half, where like you just get money in versus either pair plus or a draw, and like you're going to be fine most of the time. Right. You're going to win more than you lose. Right, so like, a, a great example is I, I, lost with, I had aces twice today, lost with them both times. I had kings twice, lost with them both Stop times. Stop getting good fucking hands, man. What it's the wild. hell are we doing? But yeah. the, first, the first one I lost aces was a 65K pot in uh so in the stand-up game where it went like open under the gun call in four spots i make it <laughs> how do you get aces there by the way i know no, step one uh, yeah so it goes like 800 call 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 i make it 4k are you standing or no no i just sat oh which is unfortunate i might have just gotten it all if i was still standing that's so I'm, i make it 4k under the gun calls and uh the the vip from out of town calls so mm -hmm. we go three ways and it comes like uh, seven, seven, three, four, two clubs. And I have the ace of clubs. Okay. Check under the gun bets like half pot. Uh, VIP jams twenty two k. This has gone as perfectly as it could have gone. Right. And I'm like forty five k effective with under the gun. <coughs> so I have to reshove. Yeah. I rejam. He folds queens. Ah. Unlucky. Rejammer. Nine three of clubs. What is this? Pair plus? No. So it's like oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Seventh uh no, no. Seven three four rainbow. Seven three four rainbow? Yes. It's not flush draw. Not flush draw. So he just has a naked pair backdoor. Correct. Alright. Club club? Motherfucker. Brick nine. Come on. Jesus. <laughs> okay, we're scoop. The, we're the likely that's a he's cheating. Scoop. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so like 65k pot, just ship that way, you know what I mean? Oh my god, uh, I was gonna say, club club, you win on four flush. Yeah, of not, course, no, of course, not this, there, not this time. There was another There was another pot where uh, Royski opens... How does he fold queens? You just have jacks. I know. He's <laughs> intense. It's like, it's, it's, it's Vlast too, who like, we battle really fucking hard, like we go hard Vlast against... is folding queens? Yeah, he folded queens. Mama mia. So now there's another hand where Royski opens buried to the gills, he's down like 50. Is he standing? No, this isn't stand up. He okay. just opens. I three bet kings. Oaken fucking around as usual. Cold four bets. Smoking Oaken. Smoking Oaken. <laughs> Cold four bets to like 4,500. Vlast 11.5. Uh -huh. This is under the gun, under the gun one, <laughs> under the gun two, <laughs> under the gun three. Yeah. Okay? So it's literally like we're playing we're playing eight handed. So it's under the gun eight, under the gun seven, low jack, high jack. Yeah. Cold, cold fives. Yeah. Folds back to me. How deep are you in Vlast? Uh, we're like. He's only 40k effective, but Oaken and I are like 150k effective. Okay, you just go like 25. No, I just trap. I I, I mean, I should have went 25. I would just go 25. But Oaken's just like folding range, unless like it's aces. Like, I mean, maybe I don't. I don't even think he peels queens. Uh, that's probably fine though with the dead money. Probably, but like, like three ways know. is scary. We're also out of position versus yeah, both. Yeah. Sandwich. Anyway, I call. He calls. Board ace deuce three two diamonds. You got what you deserve. I don't have the king of diamonds. <laughs> check check forty five hundred fold fold. Emma and Kier both go. We folded an ace. <laughs> Does lost of his hand over? Well, no? has like six seven of diamonds. Does he? I don't know. He goes. This is a really good flop for me. <laughs> so I go. Were you stacking off pre? He goes. No, five, I was folding five six of diamonds. You yeah. fucking. This is where my money goes. <laughs> Uh, Listen to this hand history. We're just getting it all, man. <laughs> like if he has anything 
on a non-ASI board, we just get it all. You guys are having a fucking blast in there. There, there was another hand where he squeezed the big blind. Vlast squeezed the big blind. It's the last day of the year. Good luck, cash game grinders. Roy, Roy called the hijack. I called the button, and it comes like 10-3-deuce, uh, and I have threes. 10-3-deuce, two diamonds. We lose this hand? Sorry, 10-4-3, two diamonds. Vlast leads for 75% pot. Roy jams for like pot and a half. Uh -huh. I re-jam thinking Vlast will call off over pairs. Vlast snap folds. Roy has a 10. I hold and win twice. And I go to Vlast. I go, you didn't fold an over pair, did you? He goes, no, I had seven deuce. <laughs> <laughs> well, Vlast might have had seven deuce. Wait, are you guys playing a seven deuce so. game? Yeah, 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 of course. But like the... We're playing it based off of 100-100. So like the the um, bonus isn't high enough. It's only 300 bucks a person. So like really going for it in three and four bet pots at 100-200 is like insane. I mean, you did that uh, on Live with the Bike. Way different. We were playing for bigger, 1K. Right? We were playing 1K a person. Bigger, right? Yeah, it was 200. Or we were playing 100-200. It, uh, it was 500 bucks a person, 1K to the last one and folded. Oh, shit. It's a massive fucking bounty. Yeah, it's better. All right, we are going to get to the main topic right now. Uh, we have Mike Gordinsky. Gord Gordo? Gordinsky. Gord uh, I can't pronounce it. Gordo. Really we have Gordo. Uh, <laughs> Say that again? That was good, Gordinsky. Okay, yeah. It on see? The first try. I, I nailed it, and Landon has me shook over here, you know? I, I, I'm so <laughs> Someone's self conscious. Keep you in check. I'm so self conscious of uh, pronouncing anything at this point. You and names are tough. They are tough. All right. You had a very interesting thing happen to you prior to the World Series. By the way, congratulations on a great series. Uh, Thanks, man. Appreciate I, it. I know you didn't uh, win Player of the Year or anything like that, but I saw your name getting thrown around a lot. I think you won a bracelet. Is that true? I won a bracelet at the 10K horse. Yeah, no big deal. You know, whatever. Just, just 10K horse. Light work. Light work. <laughs> Light work. Let's go, baby. Uh, well, it's good because you need to recoup some funds from the way I, I understand it. Funds, that's right. Uh, why don't you tell us your side of the story as far as the misplaced funds in the Bellagio box go? All right, yeah, so I'll do like a brief summary. I, uh, I used to go to my box regularly when I lived in San Diego, played the Bobby's Room game a little more regularly. And then in the last few years, I haven't played that, uh, the Bobby's Room mix very much. So I accessed the box maybe once or twice a year when I go out to Vegas. Um, so the last time that I accessed it was late july or late june or something after the last series i came back i think june 1st i don't really remember the exact date anymore to get in the box uh to fund my tbic for the series um i show up you know same protocol with my key and uh it just gets stuck which has never happened before um so i'm just kind of waiting while various cage employees try to like wriggle the key in i don't know uh nothing works so they call a locksmith locksmith drills Box comes out empty. I freak out. And then, uh, yeah. And so then this situation kind of unfolds. I do a security report with Bellagio. Don't hear anything back for a few days. Try to reach out. Don't hear anything back. Uh, get lucky enough to be referred an acquaintance who's able to escalate the case to like some various president of MGM who gets eyes on it. And then, like, a security investigation opens up. They call me, like, oh, sorry, we never called you back. Um, do the investigation. It just comes back that I'm the only person that access the box. You know, I'm not allowed to view the tapes or anything. And, um, and yeah, just from there, um, I try to talk to the person in charge of the security review. And I'm like, oh, so is it the official position of Bellagio that, like, the key getting sucks a coincidence that, you know, there's some... Um, 
secondhand reports of people being handed the wrong box in the past. I was like, does Blasio have an official statement on this? And I just get kind of legal talk in response. Um, so I just asked for someone to call me with an official statement. Uh, fast forward about a week, week and a half, I get a call from someone at risk management at Bellagio and they're like, um, you know, essentially we did a background check on you. Like you, you know, you check out as like an upstanding gambler, like with a long you know, history of Bellagio, but the reality is, you know, you signed this liability waiver. We did a, we did conduct a security review and, um, and yeah, you know, there's just nothing we can do if we compensate you in this scenario, it sets up a bad precedent where, you know, anytime someone's box comes out empty, they can, you know, negotiate for compensation, right. which like, you know, whatever is, is understandable, I guess, but obviously not what I want to hear being of course. in a position as essentially a victim. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, we kind of left that conversation as it was. I had to sit down with that person at risk management and someone else that's more, you know, generally involved in poker and just kind of like, you know, got the official word that like, no, there's not going to be any compensation. And that's that. And frankly, you know, I kind of put it behind me at this point. I mostly wanted to come on uh, your podcast basically just to clear the air. I mean, frankly, I got kind of tired of being asked about this 10 times a day by strangers, not to mention like every one of my friends and acquaintances. Um, so I just wanted to hash it out in a public setting so everyone just knows the case and they can kind of make their own conclusions. Um, and also as a little bit of a cautionary tale for people that do have boxes, because I didn't really realize how little recourse we had. And I had never considered that something like this could happen. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, just to kind of broadly talk about uh, what I think might have transpired and to just sort of push people towards just doing front money deposits and not keeping a box because uh, it was just kind of an ordeal and it's an unnecessary risk in my opinion, which I wasn't really privy to before this all happened. Right. Uh, I, have a, I have a couple questions. So yeah, do you, do you have any idea how long it was between the times that you accessed your box? Accessed so yeah, it box? was, it was 11 months. Okay. And did they give you any sort of, um, any sort of like closure as far as like what their process or protocols were in going back? Like, were they able to review footage uh, back to so, when you had last accessed it? So I asked and the most specific answer that I was given by the person in charge of the security review or whatever um, was that they... He actually did not specify if they went back all the way, but he said of the footage they reviewed, I was the only person seen accessing the box, right? Right. And not having seen any of the footage myself, I, you know, I can't confirm or deny if that's true, whatever. I just take them at their word and move on with my life. Yeah. Is there any level of probability that you had emptied the box yourself the last time you accessed it? So I, I did like a little emailed correspondence with Chad Holloway for Poker News, which you posted earlier today, where yeah. that question was asked and it's valid. Um, so for that to have occurred, the following parlay would have needed to, like I'm, especially for a poker player, I'm pretty meticulous in my records. Um, and I, you know, I'm, not, I'm not someone that gets like blackout drunk. I, I don't have these sorts of biases that some other poker players do. So it's like, I don't really like forget random occurrences in my life, especially when money's concerned. So I would have a had to forget that I emptied out my box and my box, like in my box, I don't keep like for the most part, a lot of MGM chips. I keep, I keep like random cash that I can't offload the night that I get it or like foreign mm -hmm. chips. 
So it's like I would have had a memory of then figuring out what to do with like these wind chips, which like I never played the wind. It would have been a pain in the ass for me to cash. Right. So it's like I would have had to have this memory of cashing out my box, then like, you know, doing the transaction to swap those chips and then just completely forgetting about it. And then my key also randomly getting jammed the next time that I show up at Bellagio after a lengthy absence. So like, sure, it's not impossible that that happened. I would rate it as like a 0.0025% chance. Something okay. like that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, pretty I mean, com- I'm pretty confident. To me, the key getting jammed is is <laughs> the the questionable part, I guess. Um, because I feel like if... Like, I, I, I've also heard the story, the same stories that you have. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of them started to circulate whenever you first posted uh, right. about this happening. Yeah, which, uh, like, had you heard of that before? Because I, no. I had never heard of those either. No, it seems like uh, people just started coming public with it whenever you kind of posted your report. Right. And that doesn't make me suspicious, but... Uh, coming you know, public it, with what? Uh, that the, they had received uh, incorrect boxes in in showing up it doesn't make me suspicious but it does make me uh question how much of it is like kind of like overblown bias if you will where maybe this has happened once or twice or people had heard about it second or third handedly yeah which which is fair yeah um but you know it's it's potentially plausible i think that I, i don't know the system well enough but i imagine that there's like a one in some amount chance that multiple keys work or or something to that effect um yeah i'm actually with you it's not like i think this is happening on a regular basis it's just you know that kind of like seed of possibility was planted by right i think i talked to three people of the series i don't want to name any names in case you know they don't want to be dragged to some public escapade but like you know that it would be very strange for them to just like randomly invent this scenario happening to them and approaching me with it like i mean maybe they did because they just wanted to have a conversation who knows but uh you know I would, I would find that far-fetched. And yeah, they said that they had, when accessing that box, been given someone else's box open, which is, you know, obviously problematic and bizarre. And even if it just happened once to someone 10 years ago, it's still problematic and bizarre. Yeah, I, I've had the I've had the scenario presented where people gave me the wrong sheet to sign, but I've never gotten so far as like getting the wrong box. Uh, either, I, I don't even know how plausible it is, but um, the, the key getting stuck and then ultimately having to be drilled, I think is like where I can't help but get hung up a bit. Um, because I don't understand a single scenario where the box wasn't previously drilled, that that would be the case. And from my outsider's perspective, uh, and you can give me your thoughts on this, it seems as though this is a scenario where your box was closed. They retooled the the locks, cleared out the contents of it, and did whatever with it. I I assume they have a protocol for this. I agree. I think that that's by far the likeliest scenario here. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I have no interest in throwing anyone at MGM under the bus. I don't you know, I, I, like I said, I've kind of put this behind me, but I think whether purposefully or accidentally, I think that the contents of my box were taken out due to an activity mm-hmm. and then, you know, either just lost along the way or actively stolen by somebody. And I think that's by far the likeliest that could happen here. Did anybody tell you what their protocols are if they were to have closed your box like that? Yeah, so, and, and I mean, the poker, the poker manager did tell me that, like, well, he looked at the list of boxes that were drilled in the in the apps, like, since my last absence, and mm-hmm. that my box was not drilled. But, like, okay. you know, who knows? Maybe it just wasn't on the list. Or, I, I'm not or getting, somebody, I'm not yeah, or, or perhaps it was, it was listed incorrectly, something. Exactly. I mean, like, there's I, a lot I'm of human gonna, error available. Right, here. I'm not going to speculate about the actual human error part of it, but, like, yeah, right. so the process is, if they're going to drill your box, they send you a certified letter to your address, 
Okay. And I believe they mail you or, you know, send you a text. Like there's, there's multiple forms of communication. If your box gets drilled and then you have X number of days to like come and collect your contents. Um, and if you but, don't, uh, I did not get that far just because I was given the answer that my box wasn't drilled, but right. I assumed that they, that they right. hold them. You know? Like I, I can't imagine it's just like a police auction after. Yeah. That, that's days. the curious part to me, especially because you're saying that like it was mostly like, or most likely to be cash in there. Yeah, exactly. Um, would it go like Nevada claims or something? Honestly, I'm not sure. I've had boxes closed before in the past. Like Venetian closed my box a decade ago or so. I think they got rid of like all the boxes in the poker room. And I remember I didn't get, they, they probably sent me like four or five letters in the mail and I'd never gotten them. Uh, and it just so happened that Tommy, uh, the TD had reached out to me and said like, we're closing this. Like you need to come get the content. And I basically worked it out with him to like take the con I was out of town. I was like in Pittsburgh or something. Okay. I worked out with him to like drill it, take the contents, hold it for me, and I, I picked them up. Um, so I just like wonder, you know, is there an outside chance that people, someone does their due diligence and just finds that you have, I don't know, like what do you, how much do you think was in there? Do you have any idea? Uh, yeah. So I think the, so this is kind of like a blessing of the story is that my box literally had the least amount of money I've ever had in it at this point. That's very it's kind nice. of funny. Like I showed up the day on June 1st and I was just like annoyed. I was like, man, I'm going to have to like, actually like, you know, either go to the bank or borrow from people to, to like fully fund my TBIC because like this just isn't going to be enough. And, uh, you know, and then I was just like, Oh shit. Well, an empty box is actually worse than that. Like go figure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that was a funny part, but I, I, the absolute floor that was in there is 45,000 and then the ceiling is a hundred. That's kind of based off like what my last session was and how many MGM chips I put in there. Okay. Um, which I know it kind of sounds ridiculous to not be a hundred percent certain, but it's just sort of the nature. No, I, I, I don't, box, you know? I mean, when you go 11 months without accessing it, like, right. It's like, I keep pretty good records, but like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I could have front money deposited it. I could have, you know, gone to Aria and played a session. It's just like, it's a little bit unclear, but I know, I know as a base it was 45 K. So, yeah, I, I think this does bring up a really important conversation for gamblers alike. Uh, you know, it, it's it's critical for us to have these boxes, obviously. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, I'm sure it's a little bit different for you because you play mix, so you're not really playing a ton of different places, but like I have boxes all around town. Well, for sure. And I, yeah, I talked about this in the column the chat wrote. It's just like, if you only play at a couple of casinos, I can't imagine for myself at least ever having a box again i'll just keep money on front deposit but that's yeah. a lot tougher if you know you're playing at like seven different casinos throughout the year right you can't just you can't just keep a ton of money on front deposit all these it's nice if you're playing like consistently mgm because it'll transfer throughout but like yeah yes, if you're playing sure. resorts and win and you know all these other places Random it becomes a game little, yeah, yeah the boxes it's, are it's just tough. kind of a necessity if you don't want to be you know traveling with a ton of money on you which i don't mm -hmm. think anyone wants to do that because it compromises your safety so it's just sort of a you know so uh, I guess uh, the last question along these lines, as far as the process goes, is what did you kind of learn as far as what rights, if any, we hold based off of the, the liability waiver that we sign when we sign up for these boxes? And so it seems like zero. Uh, now, that having been said, I did talk to a few lawyers at the very beginning of this, mm -hmm. um, and they were more hopeful than I was about being compensated, but a lot of their process involved like putting pressure on a casino and like, you know, kind of like public pressure. And then 
and just sort of leveraging that into a uh, into just like an outside of court decision. Right. So as far as like actually if someone went to court about something like this, I have a feeling that uh, we have extremely limited rights because of the nature of safe deposit boxes, right? We are yeah. the only people that have that have knowledge of the contents. And so it basically winds up being our word against the casinos. And yeah. it just, it just feels you, like an extremely flimsy argument in court. Do you use the box room or do you do it out in the open? I use the box room. Yeah, there's no camera in there either. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is worse. Which, like, if I had known that, I would have never used it. Because Wait, right. there's it's no like camera in the box room? About leaving with the no. No, I mean, like, you know, it's meant for privacy. Right. Wow. Um, so, you know, it's a double-edged sword. It's like, uh, I think a lot of people are utilizing these boxes to to kind of like you know stuff money or valuables or whatever yeah, definitely which actually was which just like for me wasn't the purpose i just don't like to travel sure. with money and i wanted it to be convenient for me when it came to play because i don't live in vegas so i just wanted a place where like i could come and easily access ships yeah um, yeah, yeah. I, I think i think it's really important to highlight the front money accounts and uh to make people a little bit more aware that they exist so essentially uh for anybody who's unaware front money is just you open an account with the casino specifically with the poker room and you can put your chips on deposit so they basically just hold a credit line for you uh that you you front with the the cash so it's one to one uh there's no really credit extended they're just like you know holding your money for you i think that we're probably pretty risk-free there i guess you run the risk of like the entity going under but when you're dealing I with mean, like yeah, mgm and like, caesar if, if that happens like sorry buddy you know tough luck yeah um yeah. Yeah, and, and that was actually that was like my main purpose in coming on is because like I, I really do want to stress that uh, like for, for myself, especially because I only really play like two or three casinos. Like I will never have a box again. Right. I, I will just have from money deposit for the rest of my life, and uh, assuming you know like the, the nature of mixed games doesn't change. Yeah, I mean you were um, playing pretty big at one point. I imagine that at some point in your career there was probably seven figures worth of risk in that box. Uh, definitely, like up to 75, 80% of my net worth. I mean, you know, just yeah. completely unreasonable amounts of money. In same. Box. And it, it, it's so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, depending on how liquid you are at any given time, right. you could have 10% of your net worth or, you know, 90% yeah, of your net yeah, worth exactly. in these boxes. And I mean, you know, obviously it sucks to just feel like a victim where like 50 K vanishes, but I really do feel sort of lucky and right. grateful that it happened at this time in my life when like realistically the sum isn't going to change my life. Yeah, and, you know, and I can just kind of like put it behind me and forget about the stress and move on. Um, so yeah, is yeah. the is the number kind of a byproduct of not pursuing this further? Because obviously, I think yes, there might absolutely. be some public recourse that you could take, but you run the risk of just being trespassed from MGM. Yes, and and, and that's my biggest concern. And I mean, like literally, I just want to do a disclaimer that I'm not trying to have people like boycott MGM. I'm not trying to you know, throw anyone under the bus here. That's not my intent of this at all. I kind of just want to like tell my side of the story and like mm -hmm. encourage people to open for money deposits because like the possibility of being 86 from, AG from MGM is like such a massive financial liability for me compared right. to this box, which like, you know, it sucks, but like I can put it behind me and move on with my life happily and just like not really think about it again. Yeah. It's, it's nice when you're in that stage of, <clears throat> I guess, your career when if you were younger and had all of the money in the box and you lose so much more, it's almost like you might just not be in poker anymore. Yeah, you know of course. I mean, it, well, at, at that point, I probably would have more deeply considered some sort of legal action because then, you know, there's much more bearing on my on my day to day life. Um, I, I wonder, hmm. 
it, it's weird because uh you know obviously we're speaking a lot to to the younger guys out there who have a lot of money on hand but it applies to us too I I personally like felt very responsible having boxes for many years because it's like I'm not keeping cash in my home and that's like such a big yeah, risk. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it, you're you're mitigating risk by having a box. You right. know, that was always my point of view as well. Yeah, but I I think now it comes to a head where I didn't realize we were just like signing away our rights. I didn't um, either. I mean, you know, in the back of my head, I think if someone had asked me like, "Hey, do you think that you signed a liability waiver when you opened the box?" But I'm like, "Yeah, for sure." But like. Yeah. It's just not a scenario that you foresee happening, right? It's called a safe deposit box, like you assume it's safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if anybody's gonna, if somehow, some way, you're you're gonna get got in this scenario, it's gonna be because, uh, you know, the government has a right to seize it or something along those lines. Yeah, not exactly. Which, like, by the way, there's like that, that has happened to people before. So yeah, that, that, yeah, that's the thing. If you're out there breaking laws, don't keep a safe deposit box. <laughs> <laughs> Very. Although, I guess you probably need one anyway. Right. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I'm really sorry this happened to you. Obviously, uh, I, I'm happy that it wasn't an amount of money that's going to ultimately yeah, I mean, impact your life so much, but still uh, annoying. It's, well, it's super annoying, but it's also scary for the rest of us too, right? Like it, it, Gordo gets to be a bit of a cautionary tale, but uh, it doesn't really provide us a, a ton of clarity moving forward because boxes still are much more convenient. Like, I don't know how much you've dealt yeah. with front money, but it's fucking annoying. It's a it lot is. of paperwork. I mean, it it's sure, slow. Man. They definitely you know? serve a purpose. And by the way, when I had this last in-person meeting in Vegas right before flying home, yeah. the person, like the risk management person, even asked, like, you know, why do we have boxes in poker rooms? Like, it just seems kind of like a liability nightmare. Right. Um, well, that's kind of my like, question, right? Like, if they're going to provide this service, it seems like there should be some greater scrutiny as far as, like, how much on the hook they are. You yeah. know? Uh, but I, yeah, I mean, I agree. But at the same time, it's like you know, from the business standpoint, like if they can completely erase liability, of course, they're going to use the service. Why not? Of course. Okay. I wonder how banks do it, because um, I can't imagine that they are totally off the hook. I wonder if you like just uh, maybe like create a list of claims of what's in there at all times. Yeah, I think that that would be the way to do it. I, I think you're covered if you just have a running tab of your right. items or whatever yeah. you're keeping in there and the, and the relative value. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting topic. Obviously it shines another light on the risk and liability that we take on being in a cash intensive business. Uh, it, it's shitty that it's brought to light because you kind of fell victim to, uh, you know, potentially, um, some wrongdoing. I, again, I'm just so stuck on the, the key thing that, yeah, I mean, that's, that's me, where I am too, you know, it, yeah, it's, it's just it's kind of the crux of the story. Uh, I guess one last question. Um, is there any shot in the dark that it was the wrong key? Because like I have an Ari and Bellagio key and they're very, very, very similar. No, I, I have I have only one safe deposit box and okay. it was that one and it, just the key sat in my backpack forever. So yeah. it, was, it was for sure the right key whether or not it was the right boxes. Right, know, right. Up for, up for that would have been a wild fucking story if you had like given the wrong key, they drilled the wrong box, the box happened to be empty. <laughs> your your real box is just sitting there with seven K or seventy K somewhere, you know, in the middle of the poker room. Maybe, who knows? I mean, yeah, like you know, honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if I got a phone call. They were like, "Hey, we found the contents of your box. It was in a bag in some back room." Right. Uh, you know, and it, and it is what it is. But that's probably a little too optimistic. Yeah, yeah, but I think like. Uh, again, I think it's greater than zero that uh, somewhere yeah. somewhere down the line they were like, no, yeah, we closed this box and the contents are just like, you know, on file somewhere. 
Um, although I would imagine that if you have front money, they would have just put it into it. But maybe yeah, not. I think so. I mean, I, I don't see why they wouldn't have, but yeah. that, that did not happen. So I don't know. It's a mystery. Pretty, pretty brutal. So as far as moving forward for you, any, any further steps to be taken or is this just kind of like water under the bridge? This is water under the bridge for me. Like I said, I don't want to damage my relationship with MGM. Um, and so because of that kind of like weird leverage, I'm just going to drop it and, you know, move on with my life. Well, to any, any MGM bigwigs out there that are listening, hopefully uh, on the sly, very quietly, you guys can work something out behind closed doors where you get some comp money or anything, honestly. Like, you know, it, it's one of those things where unfortunately as poker players, we don't offer them a ton of value. And uh, if you were a whale in the pits... Well, you know what? I actually will say, in, in fairness to MGM, that they did yeah. offer me some like comp money, like, you know, rooms when I go out. And That's nice. Just to, kind of, just to kind of mend the relationship. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I will say, for, for whatever reason, during the meeting, I was like, no, I'm not looking for handouts. I had declined, but I might, you know, change my tune on that. You should probably change your tune on that. I'm a little bit less sour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get it because like, once you agree to that, then it really is water under the bridge and they're probably going to stop trying to do anything to help right. you. But you know, if, if, if the outcome is looking grim, it yeah, does seem like a situation. Yeah. 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 It'd be nice to get a little bit of value. Uh, well, as always, Gordo, it's, it's great to have you on. Appreciate you coming on to tell your story again. Congrats on the bracelet. Another Thank big you. summer. Appreciate it. Yeah. I, I appreciate you just giving me a, um, you know, just kind of like a, an audience to, to get to share the story with and you know put it behind me so thank you anytime anytime uh happy to have you on and hope to have you <laughs> on under better pretenses at some point in the future all right thanks buddy yeah nice chatting thanks Later. man see ya see ya so i should put my money on front money Wait, so all right i'm probably not going to though let me ask you a question it's so annoying front money is basically you wire money to the well, that's, casino. that's the way it begins. That's how you, you can open your account, but you can also open your account if you just ha have chips. And the journey begins. And you want to you wanna load it that way. So basically, they, you load it into the casino and they just give you chips whenever you Correct. play. Correct, yeah. And the reason why most people don't do this is because it's a lot of paperwork every time you it's do it. It's just so fucking tedious. It's like, what, 10, 15 minutes? Just to, like, I was doing chips. it during the airball match at resorts yeah. and it got to a point where like, I asked them for a box because I literally lost my key one week after fucking doing it too. Of course you did. <laughs> it's so brutal. Like the Lord of the Rings. Uh, <laughs> but like, it was, it was so, so time intensive. I would text 15 minutes ahead uh -huh. and say, pull my front money account. Uh, just pull all of it, you know? And I would get there relatively on time like five to four four o'clock on the dot whatever and we w we still wouldn't start play till like four fifteen. it's just there, there's only so much they can do you know what i mean when i was at aria playing the ivy room game front money was a little bit easier because they just had a lot of freedom in that room to um to kind of i guess like jump jump over all the red tape mm -hmm. like they didn't need me to sign to pull the chips mm -hmm. they could just do it and then i could sign later matt, kind of thing matt burkle <laughs> that, that was the win yeah i know um but yeah like if they follow protocols very diligently like it's it's just a slow process you know there's paperwork that has to be turned out uh and, and not only is it like annoying to get the money but that's the less annoying part it's actually at the end of the session putting it back putting on it your back. oh it's so slow because everything needs to be counted down and then double checked and then triple checked and then you know it has to go in and then they have to file the paperwork with the numbers and you sign three different sheets and 
If you could just have like a PA do it for you, it'd be like fine, but they can't. Yeah, it needs to be and I, look, the floors are incredibly helpful. They'll do it for you. They'll do all the work and you'll just have to sign the paper. And wait there. But it's still a 15 minute wait, a 20 minute wait, something yeah. like that. You know, it's just. I mean, if you're playing every unfortunately day for very tedious. three days, it's. And you have to wait. If you do it 20 minutes both ways, it's 40 minutes a day. So it's two hours of your life. The thing is, is that if you're, if you're in Gordo's spot where you're gone for a long period of time, you have to front money. Oh, sure. When it's not as when it's, yeah, I got it. Yeah. Because like now the money is for sure secure. You don't have, you can't check up on it. Otherwise you're not going to be there every day, right? You're not going to be there, but like I'm accessing my box every day for 50 days. The likelihood of something happening in the 12 hour turnaround time is very low. You can also just have money front money and also have some, a little bit in in the box. Yeah, that's true. Like, you know, you're smart about it. Yeah. Your chips to play with that. That that part's true too. Just keep yourself in last, uh, last case front money. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're everybody in the game knows that you're up shit Creek. Whenever you ask the floor to bring you more off your account. Yeah. Yeah. Or Matt, like you I just need someone to give you Chris, chips. Chris, I'll take a hundred. <laughs> yeah. I have a question about this room. Yeah. You said there's no video cameras, right? Correct. Where Gordo had his box. Yeah. So when he was talking to security, as far as them reviewing tape or whatever, there's it is, video cameras in the cage. So, so they would just go back to the time that was signed on. There, there's a there's a log that you sign, right? The worker fills it out with a time. So say like uh, Thursday, July eighteenth, or, or sorry, Tuesday, July eighteenth. 6.45 p.m. I initial it and sign. They initial it and sign, right? Meaning they went into that room and they accessed their box. Is it the employee or are you physically going in there and grabbing okay, your box? Okay, so, so the cage is, is what it is. It's both public and private, right? So you know what the poker room cage looks like. Yes. Okay, the boxes are just lining the back wall. But they have a separate private room that you can walk into and uh, do all your business in there. So where they're pulling the box from is public and under surveillance. But where you are actually accessing your box is private and no cameras. Does that make sense? Yeah. So they pull the box in public on video for the whole world to see. And when they slide it to you, now it's in private. So the contents of it are never really revealed. Um, And that's obviously going to be the issue for Gordo to get compensated is MGM basically has to take him at his word be comfortable with the number, say this guy's not trying to get us, and then, you know, quietly do some sort of, like, handshake deal with an NDA so that uh, this goes away. That's even if they wanted to, right? Um, which, you know, as it, is, as it stands, it wasn't a large enough amount of money that he's going to pursue it, it doesn't seem like. Yeah. So sucks. kind of unfortunate. Yeah, it just sucks. It does. It does for sure. Um, yeah, it just does, especially because, like, it's it just a crazy work. coincidence that right. your key doesn't work. The key work, getting stuck is so and weird. And then all of a sudden your money is gone. Like there, two and two has to. I've had many boxes for 15 years. I've never had a key not work. Inside the box, like inside your box, mm-hmm. does, is there like forms that like you open, like your name inside your box? Uh, I mean, you can keep it there. Yeah. When you fill out the liability waiver or whatever. I'm just curious if like. That wasn't Gordo's box. Right. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, Bo- I mean. Box swap. Yeah, like, and his box is just somewhere where they'll just, like, it's, like, something that will never probably, like, it won't be found for maybe a year or who knows how long. Or maybe ever. Like, I, I, well, the thing is, I don't think they can access two boxes at once. So, it's not like there was already an open box 
and they accidentally put his contents in the wrong one or mm -hmm. anything like that. That's very improbable. Yeah. I think the most probable outcome is that his box was drilled and closed. But if somebody else was brought, if people were brought somebody else's box before, how did that happen? I don't know. Uh, and again, like I, I tend to give that a little bit less credit just yeah. because it's one of those things where maybe it did happen one time yeah. and then three different people told the same story. Uh, and you know, maybe some people like said it happened to them when in reality it happened to somebody that they know yeah. or, you know, they heard from somebody that they know who actually heard about it. It just becomes folklore. Key getting jammed mean key didn't work. Correct. <laughs> that's, that's the most problematic thing to me is that like, okay, key doesn't work and box is empty. These two things are very wrong box. Off it just seems like me. the wrong box. That's what. Right. It's pretty insane. Right, but didn't someone else post a story that like someone else like got a box and there was like they did, but like you know was it like meme story, real story? Well, we don't know. You know, we yeah. we, we can't verify any of, of that course. stuff. Um, the the scary thing to me is that they have so many protocols in place to like do enough due diligence to go back and look. It, it's weird to me. That the key doesn't work, the box is empty, and there's no video evidence of like anything happening in the meantime. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's weird. It's dun, a weird dun, scenario. Dun, it's dun, very dun, shitty for Gordo. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, it's a scenario where like you know, it <laughs> it's wrong playing the spy with you. music. <laughs> Why? It's just investigation. Sure. Dun, dun, we'll get Poppy on it. Yeah. He seems. He he's seems like he's been out of the limelight for some time. Let's, yeah, got to get him back in. Let's get him in. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing comms on Hustler for people. Breaking investigation, yeah. It's actually kind of entertaining. I turned on for a minute. Was it? Yeah. I mean, the lineup looked yeah. very spewy. Yeah, it's actually fucking great because it's 50k cap or... Oh, uh, that's kind of dumb. Well, it's... I mean, it's one, good for... It's, I'm sorry. It's, it's good one, for them. one 50k cap. Sorry. Okay. I mean, it's good for them. It's no fun for the viewer. I don't think you just want to see a bunch of cold hands in PLO. I mean, just there's just a bunch of monkeys gambling right now. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's I, weird how quickly money has been diluted in the poker streaming space. Bro. Let's talk about this main event final table. You want to talk about that money is not diluting quickly. Diluting, yeah. Hundred. That uh, is just hands being diluted. One hundred and sixty-seven hands from nine to one. That's pretty fucking insane. <laughs> to give you context, reference point. Reference point. That's fuck. I believe Greggy and Jesse Sylvia played over two hundred hands heads up. <laughs> I'm not positive. I would have to have that double checked. It was either three handed or heads up, but. They played hundreds of hands. Nevertheless. Hundreds of hands. Really? Heads up or three way. They played 167 hands. That's pretty sick. They played like 24 hands as up. 47 <laughs> hands. They played 47 hands from three to one. <laughs> That's fucking 25 crazy. of them were heads up. My really? God. How awesome is that for time fucking? Time Incredible. Wise? Production man. must have been so fucking happy. It usually takes three full days to go from 10 to one. Usually it goes 10 to 5, 5 to 2, 2 to 1, or 5 to 3, 3 to 1. No. We're not doing We could have done it all before dinner break. <laughs> We're speed running. They didn't play a full level. They did not play a full level on the final day. They came back to a half level and ended with a half level. They played less than two full hours of poker. I didn't even realize that. With 12 million hanging in the balance. <laughs> That's pretty sick. Yeah. We were yeeting, boys. So Not we. We were out. Get it. No, we were popping. We, we were just here talking. We were out. We, we were out of the main. We got to talk about my man Wyman. We got to talk about him. People don't remember. I don't even know if you guys remember, even though you were here. 
He came on the pod. He did come on the pod. It's the podcast run good. It's the podcast run good. Wyman Obviously. came on the pod? Wyman came on the pod? See, he didn't even know. I wasn't here. He came on the pod with Deeb, and he faded the Jeff Platt curse. That's true. Did, did not do any interviews with Platt. Didn't they get a restraining order? I think they did, yeah. and I think it worked. Oh, my God. What? I figured it out. Go on. No. Oh, who's the runner now? <laughs> <laughs> Who's somebody somebody might have bought a couple pieces of action and now I know why. What I had talking? a losing summer. Oh, Platt bought a piece of <laughs> I get it now. I get it now. That money's no good around here, boys. That money's no good. Oh, you know what money is good though? Mm. A couple of hundreds that we're going to be collecting from for the. Fantasy. Oh baby, oh. I got a thousand coming my way. Uh, yep, yeah, I think I, I got a thousand coming. My way. I'm pretty sure no gamble, no future in the 25k fantasy finished next to last. Yes, they did, and guess what team we? we uh, we're a team Jewish pit uh, was at. Oh, like fourth to last. Yes, <laughs> we gotta win. <laughs> it wasn't gonna be hard. We we really only had wait, like wait. a one in 25 chance of losing. Wait, wait, so what bet. happened here? We bet a thousand bucks for. Well, I bet a thousand bucks for his play. I, I don't know what he bet. Uh, Team Jewish, which was, I believe, was it Ari Angle's team? Uh, no, it was um, um, Dan Zach. Oh, yeah, yeah, Dan Zach's team. Wow, you're so... Is that not racist? Why would it be racist? <laughs> he went for Ari Angle, Team Jewish. He's Jewish. He is Jewish. <laughs> Dan Zach, also Jewish. And I'm pretty sure he was on the team. Also on Team Jewish. Yeah. Uh, Probably that's why the team name was Team Jewish. <laughs> so I bet, I'm that, Jewish. I bet that team versus uh, Team No Gamble, No Future and... We booked the dog. You just spit, you just uh, heads up points for points. Yeah, Got and it. They you finished, know what else? They finished viewer, next to last. Our viewership's been up a ton since Platt left. That's true. You're not lying. It's like almost <laughs> like doubled. Right? Yeah. Wow. Shit. Look, I'm Shit. I'm gonna be the Platt defendant. I love Platt. Yeah, we yeah. all love Platt. It's a joke. But um, I will say that he interviewed <clears throat> he interviewed Adam <laughs> Jones's rail when they got heads up. And uh, <laughs> Matt Glantz said over under eight and a half hands before the heads up is over. It was under. Yeah. Once the interview aired, it was like three hands later. That's fucking GG. <laughs> Some bits are just really good, you know? Yeah. Talking about Ari Angle <laughs> and bits. He has the best one ever. How does this always happen? To me? <laughs> Dude, I fucking love it. I had lunch with him today and he's just like talking about like these situations that he gets and he's like, how does this always happen to me? Yeah, it's very <laughs> it's unlucky, fucking amazing. How did this happen to me? Five bet to him, and he has aces in the big blind. No, or he gets, he gets it like ace Ted versus ace Jack and Kings, and somehow I hear about this hand from somebody else, and then Ari tells me about it today. I was like, wait, that was you? Of course it was. Of course it was. <laughs> the man does nothing but win. All right, let's talk about this, this final three. Uh, even though it was very fast, it was quite entertaining. And there was no lacking of action. There was no gamble, and there was no there was future. plenty of gamble. I don't know about how much future. Uh, so this we came short-lived future. We came into the final three with Wyman and Jones pretty close to even in chips, and I mean they're uh, all close. Yeah, I mean they like were one twenty, one hundred, like one twenty, one ten, eighty-eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it's close. But uh, Walton did have a, a, a slight chip disparity. Eighty-eight big blinds of pocket eights. Well, Conspiracy? no, it was way more than that. He got up to the chip lead almost. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. Bro, he, he went way harder than the pocket eights, okay? Yeah. So yeah. one of the first hands of three-way, uh, we saw Jones open. He chose a larger size on the butt, which I found to be interesting. He opened 6.5 at uh, 2 million. So, like, you know, basically like 3.2 and a half, I guess. Um, <laughs> and he was met by a three-bet by Walton. 
in the small blind who had red ace king. Uh, he peels red ace queen. Sorry, both, both their hands were black. Black ace king, black ace queen. Uh, board comes like jack seven five all red. We see a c-bet by Walton in, you know, lightning speed. Just instantly c-bets. Yeah, he moves fast. Jones chooses to turn his hand into a bluff. <laughs> and he like two and a half x raises in position. What do you think about what do you think about turning ace queen into a bluff here? I mean, you can just call. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I, I thought it was an interesting choice of hand candidate. Eh, yeah. King queen seems like a better one. You get some ace hides to fold, perhaps. Um, but it didn't really matter. No, because Walton just immediately met him with an all in. <laughs> no thoughts whatsoever. Just. YOLO, if I'm going to lose the main event, it's going to be with a premium. I'm all in. Uh, to which he was delightfully shown a fold. So now he's chip leader. Or very, very, very close. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. He's, he's out in the streets, man. Um, so yeah, I think like after that hand, he played an, another pot versus Jones. I can't recall what, what the hand was, but he lost a small one. Uh, basically, Weinman covered him by like a couple of big blinds. Then we see uh, the queen six of diamonds by Jones open the button. Walton chooses the flat. Oh, that's what it was. He lost. Uh, he flatted preflop with sixes or sevens versus a wineman open. Um, he flatted out the big blind. And it came, I don't know, I think like king high, low, low. And he check called one. Turn was a brick. Check, check. River was a queen. Uh, check and wineman bet like pot with ace queen. Uh, and Walton ultimately folded sixes or sevens. One or the other, it doesn't really matter, but it gave, it gave Wyman the chip lead back. So now, a <laughs> scenario happens where Queen Six of Diamonds opens the button, uh, Adam has eights in the small blind, and like roughly 100, 110 big blinds, something like that. And Walton is less. He has 210 at 2.5 mil, so he's got... 210, so he has 105 big blinds. Yes. 2 million. 250 million would be 100 big blinds. I said 105. Yeah, he has 210. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 105. 210 million divided by 2.5 million. Oh, I thought the big blind was two. It's 2.5. So 1 million, 2.5. Okay, okay. They played one and a half levels. Oh, okay, the level. <laughs> no, no, no. They, they still, they've still played less than a level, but this was into level two. Okay, so he has like... 208 divided by 2.5. 90-ish. He has 83.2 big blinds. Okay, so 83 big blinds. Jones opening the button has like a little... Jones has Over like 50, like 60-ish. 60. Yeah. And then uh, Wyman covers Wyman with like 90. Wyman has like 90. 90. Yeah. So we see this flat, which uh, I think he saves himself if he just three bets. Uh, yeah. You think is this is a pretty high frequency three bet spot, right? Uh, uh, Three-handed, second and chips. I probably call a lot. Really? I think it's okay. It's hard to know. With the chip leader behind you? Yeah, because like he's not gonna fuck with you that that much. Like you're allowed to play protected flats here. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't know. Eights are just like really good three-handed versus button open, though. Mm, I don't know. Poker's hard, man. Okay, fine. My uh, read is it can't be the worst. I mean, uh, yeah. Fine. My read is the back jam is scary. Well, maybe the. I mean, for chips, the back jam's good. Yeah. Or fine. Maybe no, not, maybe not no, good, it's, it but it's is fine. Good. It is yeah. good. The back jam is good. Um, but yeah. Well, it is a lot in cash, Okay, actually. so here's the thing. If the back jam is good for chips, how bad could it possibly be when it's so fucking top heavy? So the jump between third and second is only two and a half million. The jump between third and first, however, is 
eight million. Eh, maybe it's maybe it's rocket play. Maybe it's okay. <laughs> like most of the time, like he has ace king, you flip, you might win. Dineg said to me today, "Yeah, is Landon one of those kids that say you're allowed to?" Yeah, and, and I said, "You know, I think you're pretty sure he is." Yeah, and, no, then, I, and then it just hit me. You're allowed to have some protected flats here. Uh, judge me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, so, I'm so with, with the next here. It's like. It's not about allowed, not it, allowed. It's, to, it's a phrasing that makes me want to quit poker forever. Stop. The, well, the implication is yeah, that we are, we, we, we are only, uh, we're only judging our play based off of what the machine does. I don't mean it in the sense of does the machine, ex I, like I mean, answer to the sim. <laughs> I mean it in a way of is it accept is it theoretically acceptable not is it practically acceptable yeah but that wasn't like, really the debate obviously I know in theory you're going to be able to call a lot of hands but it's a matter of like what is the most primary strategy of the hand I assume it's mostly three bets I could be wrong maybe it's 50-50 maybe it mostly flats yeah I just don't have any sort of degree of confidence as to what is and isn't good yeah that's well both are fine that's the that, point. That's the thing. There's no, there's no good or bad. Like if you can, well, the it's, way, it's the, what is the primary motivator of the hand. The framework is if things are okay, where does it fit? If it's okay in theory, where does this hand fit? Because sometimes, like, let's say it's deuce three off. That's not okay to flat. Of course. So eights is a hand that seems reasonable in both directions. So it probably yeah. mixes. Well, yeah, but I think, like, we're all smart enough here to like, know that. This isn't just a three better fold spot for small blind. Agreed. But so, I, I think we're all smart enough to know that. So the, the, when we say, like, I would three bet in this spot more than call, what we're actually discussing is what is the, what is the most probable strategy for the hand, especially for somebody like Adam, who is probably not mixing much or just mixing based off of an in-the-moment type of decision. He's, he's, a, he's a real live guy. Yeah, he, he is. is what live poker is. He is. It's well, amazing. I mean, honestly, I love, I love the fucking speed. Like, yeah. he'll fit into any cash game that I play well, any day of the week. Like, there's a difference between allowed to and, like, error. Like, if Altonus is, like, ace, deuce off, then calls, then back jams, it's like, okay, error. Right, but we could... Not I mean, allowed. I'm of the impression that back jamming the eights is error. It might be okay. Maybe. It might be. Maybe. I don't... I'm scared, but, like, I'm not counting it out of the realm of possibility right because if you're gonna have flats you are gonna have back like what if he has jacks here yeah less error you see what i'm saying yeah yeah so like, at what point do you draw the line maybe it's so, like maybe it is just okay well you draw the line at the point where better pairs aren't the dominating calling factor well like you think of why looks at nines he just calls well i don't know how often he squeezes nines but like i think he probably comes close to pure squeezing tens and yeah he probably calls that's terrifying it is but like, you know, when a guy turbo jams on you after flatting the small line, how often are we giving him jacks plus? That's true. I mean, Walton turbo jammed the ace king. I mean, every time I get turbo post jammed, in a bad spot. Yeah. Every time I get back jammed in a situation, I'm always like, this is eights, right? It's also <laughs> usually a 65 year old man, and, and they, they don't have eights. No, they have eights. <laughs> they do sometimes. They always. Have they eights. also have kings. I mean, it's a decent. It's a decent. It's a legit strategy in cash to like call small blind and play. Big back jams. Sure, 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 sure. But yeah. opens, call small blind, button three bet, or big blind three bets, button folds. Like you don't want to play a capped range here. No, of course, but it. Uh, uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm projecting here, but I just like have a tough time believing that he has like queens and jacks ever in this in this line. Yeah, like, I just don't think he's calling those hands pretty. Maybe I'm wrong, um, but people who don't tend to mix, and I'm one of them. So like I'm you know projecting like kind of myself. 
unless I have this like genius, I'm going to get them type of feel in the moment, probably devoid of queens there, devoid of jacks, devoid of tens. Yeah. Well, the way, I'm, the way I'm seeing it is if we have calls, we probably, we have to also have ways to combat facing squeeze. Right. And you're probably not always going to play call, call with range. Yeah. Sure, there's going to be some hands that you're going to want to call, call. Like maybe king, queen suited is one of them. Yeah, you totally don't. agree. Totally agree. I, I don't think the instinct to jam here is bad at all. I don't think it's bad. It's just a matter of what's the threshold of hands that in like with ICM as a factor yeah, yeah. is theoretically acceptable. Practically acceptable is different. Sure. To be fair, too, uh, I think with this particular payout structure, he's very much forgiven by being aggressive. Yeah, you got to win note. all of it. Like, yeah. you just flip versus ace-king, and may, you might win. Yeah, which I would be, I would love to know what Wyman does with ace-king in the spot. He probably just calls it off. Do you, though? It's just no. I mean... Ace-king suited, you probably in. Do you, do you think you see ace-queen ever? Maybe. You can't, you can't count it out, right? I mean, I guess I'm looking at it through the lens of Wyman where I think he probably has a pretty big skill edge the longer this drags on. Well, it also depends on how like the size he chooses when he squeezes pre. Uh, he went 10 big blinds, or 11 big blinds. Yeah, and then like if you just like... I mean, if he ever has the ace-queen and piles it, and then you fold, it's disaster. Right. You do have him covered too. But the thing is, if he folds, he still has like 200 million doing pretty good well, then that's a different question with like skill edge versus like acceptable risk versus like theoretical answer yeah i mean i think like like I, in theory uh, I, i'm I sure guess, you I guess, call off ace king in practice you correct, might think correct and i guess like what it boils down to is i think ace king and tens are very similar difference being that like tens dominates a little bit more of his range but also I mean, flips now against like the ace kings yeah like if you just like if walton just like piles like an ace jack suited or something and you have tens it's not really thrilling no, yeah, having yeah, the ace king there and dominating right, is yeah. nice. I, I, yeah, just I don't know. I don't know. Like, it I don't feels optimistic to start to reach for hands. One twenty, hundred eighty big blind spots where it's like I see him three hundred. But I mean, logically, you need to play the win, and right. him jamming there is playing to win the tournament. I agree with that. I definitely agree with you on that. You on that point, yeah. And if it's like you know, the rumor was that they talked chop the night before, and Wyman thought he had a big enough skill edge where he was asking for more, so it shut it down. Uh, if that's the case, then maybe you are kind of in a spot as Walton where it's like, well, fuck this guy. Uh, I need to neutral. If he truly does have a skill edge over me, I need to neutralize it. And yeah. I need to get all the chips. The easiest way to see all five cards to go all in. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you're not jamming eights that get called. No. Right? You're jamming to hope it goes open, call, squeeze, cold, jam, be, fold. Couldn't it just technically be all pairs at that point, though? Because like we don't think Wyman is calling much, if ever, with nines, eights, seven, sixes, five. Well, that's wherein lies like the low pair, uh, like superiority. Right. Where, like if he has a deuces there, he unblocks all the higher pairs and still flips the rest of the same shit. Right. But at some point, there's a line because you can get counterfeit where a board comes like jack, jack, six, six. Yeah, that's and true. And high. you also probably don't want to have like the fours and fives specifically because he's squeezing some suited wheel aces. He's probably going sque to squeeze some suited wheel aces, also offsuit wheel aces. Like right. ace, deuce off is a good one. Yeah. Because it doesn't block the small blind calls. Yeah. So maybe the, high maybe, card block. maybe the maybe the rocket man strat here maybe is rocket strats sixes, sevens, eights, maybe. YOLO. Yeah, because like eights doesn't Flip touch ace for off. Right. Flip forward or get a fold. Yeah. Or run into aces. Or, dude. I mean, he was the chosen one. It was one. the World Series of aces in 100. He got aces 100%. like six times in 160 hands. He won, he, he hit You're a, supposed to get it once every, like, what, 216? He hit a two-outer worth 
ten million dollars. Spike the jack. And then is there a jack on the turn? <laughs> there's a jack on the turn. And then from there, was dealt aces. I think five times in the next hundred hands. And it wasn't just like it goes like aces, like three bet fold or aces folds from, through. From, it goes like aces, like call, call, check, big bet, call, check, big bet, call, check, check, from, win. From nine handed down to to winner. Again, 167 hands. From nine-handed down to winner, I think aces were dealt something like eight times. It's insane. Insane. How you all get these hands? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is this? You guys are playing a different game than me? (laughs) You all play the World Series of Aces, and I'm here with the 6-4, and I was like, well, I guess I'm just folding again. Honestly, I I know that there's going to be a lot of uh, everybody punted, Weinman was gifted this, yada, 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 but I don't think that that's the case, man. I think that, like, you know, there were some setup spots I think this was the most entertaining final table I've watched in recent history. Yeah. Uh, the pace of play was a was welcomed fast. alternative to what we've seen in the past. And like, yeah, we didn't see like insanely nuanced, technically sound poker. But we saw good, aggressive, hyperactive poker that, you know, led to a lot of big car crash confrontations. Yeah. I mean, and I think part of it is, I hate to say it, I think part of it is a byproduct of the payout structure. And I don't want to advocate for this type of structure because it's absolutely horrific. It is not great. But it creates action. (laughs) I mean, it it definitely creates action, but at the same time, it just goes back to the Ponzi scheme type of tournaments where... It's especially bad, too, because since Wyman had all the chips, he's less incentivized to deal because he's against two weaker players as far as experience goes, as far as MTT experience. As far as he's concerned. Well, yeah, he's playing against a cash game guy who, you know, isn't going to be as not experienced a guy. in the tournament situation. He's not going to play in 10K poker row, and he should. It's right. like, you play cash. Right. It's like, you exactly. play main because it's free money. Yeah, I mean, the same thing. Like, if you just sub me out for, for Adam, like, it's the same thing. Wyman shouldn't deal. Like, he's yeah. just going to have an edge. I'm going to do shit that isn't very technically good. Uh, sure, but you're not going to jam eights there, probably. Probably not, but I would have just three bet them to begin with, and yeah. I would have lit myself off the hook. You, and you know get I mean? four bet and then I get four bet and I'm scared and maybe I peel, maybe I don't. I mean, you know, it's just it's a shit spot altogether. You know, I'm Danger. gonna lose. I'm gonna lose chips there, but like I probably don't go broke. But uh, that's not to say that I shouldn't. You know. Yeah. Um, it's weird. It's it's very weird when you see the hands that do exist, like called Weinman is having aces. Yeah. Where if Weinman has a different hand, where he has like a bluff. Or he has an ace queen or like an ace king, right? And then has to face this. And the then ace deal king with would it. be like a really interesting right. one. Ace king, it's like, well, fuck. I mean, I guess tens I'm, would be a really interesting one. Yeah, but I think like jacks plus just snaps. I mean, and we just have the same result. Like we 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 highlight it because it's aces, and it's like who, who well, that's gets what I'm, that's who what I'm gets getting the nuts, at, right? But also, if it's just like kings or queens or jacks, it's like you maybe know, it's, it's not a tough spot. Maybe it's like not the worst thing in the world. It's like a, right, it's right. like a sick rocket jam, but like at the same it's time, also just, I think we put so much pressure on it because it's a one of one. Yeah, you're never gonna see that again. Never. You're playing for eight million dollars. Like he's never gonna get that spot again. That this exact spot won't happen again. And also, like he didn't. <laughs> He just didn't care, man. My guy doesn't give a fuck. No. He goes, if I die, I die. I'm all in. He turned to gutter and look, he, looked pretty, he looked pretty confident. He confident. felt good about it. Yeah. He really felt good about the Emergency gutter is real. You got some outs. What do you want? The the final hand of heads up also bit Rocket Man-ish. I mean, the four-minute tank fucking them all in. Is I know you didn't one. see it. It was, it was interesting to watch because it was very clear he was going back and forth between calling and jamming. Uh, in a in a spot that like if you don't play much heads up, feels very uncertain. Like I could see myself having made the mistake that uh, Jones made with the Jack Eight prior to having any heads up experience. You have a weak holding, 
that is really strong heads up because you have top pair, um, but the board's getting scary and you're facing 2E, you know? So it's like, do you really want to go call, 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 or do you just want to end the pot now and force him to make an error? I think the issue though is that Weinman probably only has low equity hands and hands that beat Jack-8 when he goes 2E on the turn, right? Like after check raising flop, and then uh, turning a, a low middling card, <laughs> it's going to be pretty difficult for him to have like a combo draw, go 2E, and then call off. You know? That's just not going to be very sound strategy. He's not going to put himself in a spot where getting jammed on sucks. Uh, not as a good pro anyway. Yeah. Both these idiots are on the phone. Like, well, neither one of them heard a word I just fucking I heard said. you talking... <laughs> relax. I heard you talking about the 2E strat with the Jack A, because we've already talked about this. But, like, it's just a spot where you're doing well versus bluffs, and if he has value, you're fucked. So if you jam, you make all the bluffs go away, and you make all the value call. Well, the thing with the bluffs are that they're, they're relatively dead. Like, he's not going to have a high equity bluff, because he would just size differently. He I mean, he's going to have spades. Yeah, I guess. But, like, at the but same like, time... What spades? Uh, who knows? Like, how what spades really want to bet fold facing three quarter pot jam? I mean, some will. Sure, but if he has like a three of spades in his hand, like that's what I mean. It's spades, tough on that board. He check raised jack five deuce, and then the turn is just you know an offsuit four. Yeah, I mean, if he has seven six of spades, he's just like, well, fuck it, we ball. That's what I mean. I don't think he would even two e that hand though. Yeah, maybe he just picks a different size. Like, either he doesn't check raise it on the flop, or he picks a different size. You know what I mean? Like, There's a lot of weird things that happen when you choose certain sizing schemes yeah. where the bluffs are hard to find. They become a little bit harder. Like, it would make sense that he has, like, 4x of diamonds, I think, where he turns middle pair. But just checks the turn. Yeah, maybe. You have a pair, you beat you a deuce. You have, like, 4 5 of diamonds. That's two pair. Oh, sorry, like, 4-3 uh, of diamonds. That's pair open pair open you just check. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 6-4, yeah. you just check. Okay, so then, like, 3x of diamonds. Dude, <laughs> Sure, but then you fold it. Yeah, you fold it. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're going to have equity with your bluffs, There's but some, it's going to be relatively like low. Like, you have king three of diamonds Yeah, or exactly. Precisely. King three um, of diamonds, queen three. queen three of diamonds. But at the same time, you have to find those in the first place, and Wyman's not a heads-up guy. Six X of diamonds, yeah. It's like you're, you're looking for things that are tougher to inherently find, right. where now, if, like, if he has a bet, it's kind of likely it's a bet call. And that's yes. not nice for you exactly. when you have this kind of hand. And I think like having the eight of diamonds is probably not great. Uh, not that he's going to have a ton of eight, six of diamonds, but like, you know, it's, it's, I it's mean, a thing. The hand just eight, plays, five a, of diamonds, it would just, eight, the hand just plays as like a pure green. Right. Like well, it's a pure green for the reasons that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the way the theory works is when it comes to full circle, allowed, not allowed, is there are some mechanics that should be followed. Right. This is a mechanic where it's if you jam, you get called by better. The big thing, yeah, that's the biggest thing to put a heightened uh, emphasis on is the, the man check raised in bet. So, like, there's value in that range. You don't want to get value cut when you jam a hand like top pair. Yeah. Like, the, I, the, the goal is not to get value cut by this big chunk of Weinman's range and then protect against this small aspect of bluffs. Yeah, you're trying to, like, protect a very small piece of the pie. How big yeah. was the jam for? Uh, Three-quarter spot. It was two E on turn, so he bet three quarters with three quarters behind. Gotcha. And even when he got when he didn't snap and he got jammed on, right? He was like, no, I mean, you know, you're afraid that like he's just trying to protect with Ace Jack or Queens or Kings type of hands. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not fun. It's not fun, but like you here call. We are. Yeah, it's not fun, but here we I are. I mean, he has. I I think as played, Wyman has his worst Jack. Yeah, King Jack. Uh, probably King Jack, uh, Queen Jack. Probably doesn't take this line Queen Jack or worse. Like, may check, jack, race check. Queen Jack would be Queen Jack would be like top. 
Potentially. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yes. And then you would like be indifferent versus jam. Right. And like you're not happy. And that's the thing. Is the like, jam also just doesn't really come in. Correct. And that like that's the thing. If he had uh, just called River Ace, probably goes check, check. Yeah. Saves him a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes no, no, you just want to go home. Yeah, we're not being hypercritical of the spot. Like, look, we're just analyzing a hand that got played. This is what it uh, is. It just is what it is. But it's a $6 million hand, bro. It's a big, big pot. It's a big fucking pot. This is a 170 big blind pot. You know, it's I tough. Mean, yeah. I remember seeing when Johnson won the main and had trips against Tony. Uh, and he's just like fucking that hand was wild. in the blender where he's like, I mean, I'm calling, but I'm not happy about it because it's for the, it's in the main and we're heads up for millions of dollars. And yeah. I have three Queens or whatever it is. Right, right, three Kings. It's like I call yeah, King Jack. Yeah. And then Tony had worse value, right? <laughs> Tony was merging, I guess he had, he had it, was like, or it was like King Queen King X and Tony had like, I think Queen eight. Yeah. I just like went, like went for it. Yeah. And honestly, there is something to be said about taking some time in these bigger pots. Or like when you make snap lightning decisions, you might make a decision. You I, thought, I thought Adam did, or not Adam. Uh, I thought uh, Jones did a great job of that. Like he spent four minutes before jamming. I, he arrived at, you know, maybe the, the, the lesser conclusion. Yeah, it but wasn't like, even about the hand, just in general. At least he got comfortable with the shove. You know, that, that's the biggest thing you want to walk away from. If you're going to play a heads up match for $6 million, you want to put the money in in a way that you can say, like, I feel okay about that. Yeah, maybe some reservations after, like after you sure. see the hand and be yeah, like, of course. but like, welcome to, welcome to poker. Welcome to poker. It's what makes every, it so brutal, man. Every hand is a, you're playing an 80 big blind heads up match for $6 million when your regular stakes are probably like 1k buy-ins. Yeah. Every hand is an existential crisis. <laughs> what a fucking life, man. Why am I doing this? What a life. Big shout out to Dan and Wyman, our 2023 main event champion. You, you mean Daniel Winmain? Win main. He changed his Twitter handle. Of course he did. <laughs> I saw it in his bio. He said, Jacks are my favorite hand. Yeah. There's something along the lines of uh, he tweeted something in 2019, like 0 for 10 in the main event. Yeah. Like, yeah. Achievement unlocked. Achievement unlocked. I wouldn't mind going 0 for 10 and then winning the main event. 1 like, for 11 is pretty later. nice. Yeah. Uh, big shout out to him, friend of the pod. Hopefully we can get him on here before he heads back east. Yeah. But Talk if about not, a jack. just congratulations to him. Uh, I'm heading out here uh, to Florida tomorrow evening so i'll be here for tomorrow's podcast we're going to be joined by andrew barber we're going to talk about wsop versus wpt and their decision to schedule uh schedule uh conflicting series in december uh we're going to talk a little bit about the the market strategy behind that and what our opinions are uh i'll be heading out tomorrow evening if anybody is in florida i'm going to be at the daytona poker club uh or daytona poker room um from thursday until i believe monday so be sure to head over there. We're going to be hosting some meetup games, doing some stream stuff, and just, uh, you know, throwing a little bit of a party. I'm going to be playing a little bit more normal stakes for wow. a few days while I chill on the beach. You're going to be rich at the end. God, I hope so. <laughs> Let's get rich, baby. Uh, leave the crew for you guys. Uh, they'll be handling Thursday and Friday's show. We're going to have guests for both. And then we're going to be dark next week. But like I said, we're going to be releasing Poker Out Loud Season 2 for everybody to watch. So thank you guys so much for tuning in uh, to this late night pod. We'll be back tomorrow. What time do you guys want to go tomorrow? Noon? Uh, yeah, noon sounds good. All right. Noon it is. I don't think I have anything to do. All right. We will see you guys tomorrow. Noon sharp with Andrew Barber. See you guys then. Later, squad. Beep, 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 beep.